Hello and welcome to the Last of the Moon podcast. I'm Bryce McCracken. I'm Brett Redshaw. I'm Wyatt Van Dyke. And today we will be talking about the movie Women Talking. Today will be a somewhat unique episode. I don't think we're going to talk super long or in very much detail about this movie. Three boys talking about women talking. Yeah, we, we had fully intended on recording a normal discussion for this movie, but it only took about 10 minutes of watching the movie before I felt very uncomfortable about the three of us recording an in-depth conversation about it. Um, we'll talk very briefly. We want to encourage you to see the movie, and so in doing that, we'll give a brief synopsis and talk very quickly about what we liked about it, but as you'll see in the next probably five minutes, you'll come to understand why we don't necessarily feel super comfortable talking about it in great depth. So, Brett, if you want to give a real quick summary of what this movie is, we can get started. So, 2022 film Women Talking is written and directed by Sarah Pauly. It is a film set in a rural colony that is... uh, by technical definition, it's it itself is fictional, um, written about very real circumstances. It is a rural colony that is very traditionalistic, reminiscent of Amish culture or Mennonite culture. Um, Something that we're very familiar with being in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yes, it's uh, we're no stranger to it. Even though we are in the city of Pittsburgh, it's it's uh, not uncommon to see a. Amish or Mennonite gentleman or lady walking around. Um, In this setting, we follow a group of women, uh, and one man in particular. Um, In fact, there's only one man who even has a line of dialogue in the entire movie. Um, You could have guessed there's a lot of women talking in the film called Women Talking. Um, And the plot of the movie follows this group as they decide how to act after a generational string of abuse physically, sexually, emotionally, etc. is put on the women of the community by a patriarchal society. Um, In this movie, they are tasked with deciding for uh, the rest of the women and the children of the community Uh, how they should move forward, whether that means fighting uh, the hegemonic power of men who have been, in a sense, imprisoning and um, oppressing them generationally. Um, Should they fight them, do nothing, or up and leave the community? And we as an audience follow this council who is making a decision for the group at large. Uh, It's worth noting that... uh Women Talking was adapted from a book written by Canadian author Miriam Taves. Taves herself was a Mennonite before leaving the church at 18. She heard about the circumstances that would lead to this book and then this movie through what she called the the Mennonite Grapevine. Uh, A very similar set of circumstances came to be uh, in 2005 uh, in a Mennonite community in Bolivia. It's the same concept. It was a group of women terrorized by the men that were supposed to be family and friends to them. And in turning this horrific story into a book, Miriam Taves' intention was to prove to 
both the Mennonite community and Mennonite youths, specifically women, that there is a need for change and that the power of women is not something to be messed with in a society that typically doesn't recognize the strength of them? The Mennonite community represented in this movie acts as a really excellent microcosm, in my opinion, for just society as a whole. And I think initially I had been applying it to specifically American society, but I really think that it's applicable across nearly any Western or even probably Eastern nation um, and the roles that men and women historically have played in society and how those have changed and how specifically they need to change. Yeah, it's you could assign the roles that the group is playing, the group of men is playing in the kind of symbolism and metaphor of the story as a whole. Um, but I think that the movie makes it very clear that the the film's antagonist is systematic oppression by men as a whole, conservatism, etc. It's, it's clearly meant to be very big picture. And that's sort of why the three of us, three white men, <laughs> don't feel necessarily comfortable speaking in great detail about the intricacies of this movie. We really just want to encourage you to check it out, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, or whether you are neither. This movie has a lot of very important things to say. It impacted me very, very deeply. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it's absolutely worth checking out. It's, it's by no means a perfect movie, but what it's doing, we feel, is very important, and so we'd like to encourage you to check it out. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with what Bryce said about it. It's certainly not a, a perfect movie. There is a flaw here and an imperfection there that we could talk about, but it wouldn't really be worth noting, especially when the overall message is one that's so important and shouldn't be clouded by such minute details. It, that ju it just feels important. it feels very reductive for us to sit here and nitpick, which is not to say that other movies that do things or say things that are important shouldn't be discussed by us, but this movie deals so heavily with things like sexual assault, and it doesn't show the act of sexual assault or violence against women explicitly, but it does show both the physical and the emotional effect of violence against women and sexual assault as explicitly and as accurately as I've ever seen in a movie. Um, I would imagine all three of us know people that have experienced sexual assault, and from what I've heard from the women in my life that have, the way that this movie portrays certain aspects of it is both incredibly raw and incredibly realistic. And so we do want to offer a word of warning. If there's anything that might concern you about seeing sexual assault portrayed in such a, a raw and emotional and graphic way, maybe steer clear from this one. But we do think that this is a very powerful movie and absolutely worth watching if you think that you could watch it. Uh, it's especially worth noting, uh, as we mentioned, it's three men talking about this right now. One major takeaway that I know Bryce is going to talk a little bit more about is uh, if you go into this movie as a man, obviously these conversations are not easy or comfortable to have. 
but there is a shining light through this movie, an indicator of how men should act in these situations. August, the one male character who does have speaking roles, is something that should be studied as men. You should see him and look to essentially recreate his actions if you were ever faced with a similar situation. He's literally exactly what we as men should strive to be in these scenarios, which is to say, shut the hell up, (laughs) allow these women to speak freely, allow these women to make their own decisions, allow these women to have the power to stand up for themselves and offer your support wherever you can. Uh, (laughs) I think I speak for the three of us. The message of believe women and support women is incredibly important, whether you're in a Mennonite society or whether you're in 2023 in a metropolitan area. No matter where you are, that message is going to ring true. It's going to be important. And I think it rings very clearly with us. And that's that's ultimately why we don't feel super comfortable talking about the, the major intricacies of this movie. These are people's lives and experiences that have actually happened, and to reduce that to CGI elements or dialogue as it's written uh, takes away from the impact of it. Uh, This is an important story, and the fact that it was told is worth noting, and it should be seen as well. And three three dudes on the internet talking about what this movie is doing from a film perspective, it completely misses the point, and ultimately we just feel like it's not really our place to do that. But... There are a few things that we do want to highlight, reasons to see this movie. The performances in it are exceptional. Um, It stars Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, uh, three actresses that I love. Ben Wyshaw, I believe that's how you say his name, plays August. Um, Those are the, the major names, but there are also some exceptional performances from other actresses, old and young. I'll be interested to see how this gets recognized at award ceremonies. Because at those like the Oscars, they don't recognize ensembles, and there's no real lead to this movie. Just about all of the main characters get equal amounts of dialogue and screen time. So I will be curious to see how it's represented. I would love to see specifically a screenplay nomination. Of course, adapted screenplay because this is based on a book. But this is very well written, very compelling. All of these characters are intricate. When it first started, I, I had some concerns about the characters feeling a little bit one-dimensional, but all of those concerns were gone by the end of the movie. All of these characters feel so complex and lived in and real, and the performances are exceptional. The dialogue is exceptional. There's so much going on, both on the surface and under the surface. It has so much to say about power dynamics and gender norms, and just very relevant things that today's society definitely needs to hear. Yeah, what Bryce had to say about the beginning of the movie and how he felt about it is similar to how I felt with it. If you are somebody who goes and watches this movie, if you watch movies through a critical lens, uh, I would highly encourage you to have an open mind about the, the art as a whole as you watch through. Uh, Because you could potentially lose interest in the first 20 minutes or so. Uh, And it is a film that deserves the the patience that will reward the audience with 
a lot of follow through in plot and meaning, and it's very exceptional in my eyes. There, there is only one perspective that I can look at this through, and that's through a man's perspective. And I think largely this movie was made for women, and of course it was made by women, but it still has a lot for a man to get out of it. It talks not at length, but it makes it very clear that misogyny is something that is taught, not something that we are born with, and misogyny is cyclical, and it takes intentionality to break free of that cycle. And so I think if you're listening to us talking about this movie and you're a man and you're maybe considering, hey, I don't really want to see this movie. I don't want to be uncomfortable. It's going to make me feel guilty. Please, I encourage you to see this movie. It very likely could open your eyes to a lot of things that maybe you had not considered previously. There's also something completely unrelated that I'd like to point our men in the audience towards. Uh, that is a 2015 documentary called The Mask You Live In. I, I don't think either of you have seen this. Um, it did not get a wide release. The only way, as far as I'm aware, that you can watch it is on the streaming service Canopy, um, which is not a streaming service that a lot of people have, but it is free. All you need is a library card subscription. This is a documentary that explores from a man's perspective, or rather from multiple men's perspective, the effect that masculinity and traditional American masculinity have on men. Obviously, toxic masculinity affects women very deeply. That's what this movie, Women Talking, is all about. But it also affects men in a very deep way as well. And so if you're interested in exploring that as a man, I highly recommend that. Again, it's called The Mask You Live In. It's streaming on Canopy for free. That's Canopy with a K. Highly recommend it. So is there anything specific that you guys want to talk about with this movie that we have not already mentioned? Any any generalities? It's very good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes. Essentially from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's not much to say just because we've already decided not to go in depth with it, with the, our, our conversation in regards to the movie. But if you're looking for something to watch in January where there aren't a lot of movies that are as uh, interesting right now, it deserves to be watched at any time of the year. So take the opportunity now while it's still in theaters. Go, uh, go check it out. I also was a big fan. Brett mentioned it earlier. It's uh, Rewards continued attention uh it's a movie that starts off slow and builds and builds and builds and by the end you're so tied up with these characters that produce some pretty strong emotional responses and is something that i think should be watched i am and all of us are always an advocate that we should just be seeing more movies and enjoying this as an art form and while i wouldn't use enjoyment uh, as the word tied to this movie. It was certainly not a fun time. Yeah, it wasn't a fun time, but it's an important time, uh, as we've mentioned, and would strongly also advise that you go see it. Yeah, lots of topics that are incredibly relevant, that have pretty much always been incredibly relevant, but, you know, uh, the movie contains a lot of important values that are 
for better or for worse, at the center of the public eye right now in terms of patriarchy, toxic masculinity, uh, homophobia, transgenderism, uh, any of the <laughs> any of the buzzwords, um, you can bet that there's something about that in this movie, and it it handles it with a lot of maturity and care, and it for those reasons deserves to be seen by everybody. I, I can't stress enough how um, I think it's a it's an important watch, and this will likely be on Prime Video at some point, but they have not released any details about that. So if it's showing near you, please. Take a night, go check it out. It's very important. All right, so we'll close there. Like I said, this is not a typical episode. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you. Uh, we're sorry this episode was not as funny as we might normally like to be, but we didn't really feel like it was super appropriate to be making a lot of jokes at this movie's expense. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more detailed conversations about movies that have already come out this year or future movies that will be coming out this year, uh, we'd appreciate if you could give us a follow. Follow us on our socials. All of those will be in the description for this episode. Lasso the Moon Pod. Lasso the Moon Pod. Yep, Lasso the Moon Pod on just about everything. Uh, our next episode will likely be on the movie. Why I'll let you say it because you're so darn excited. We're watching After Sun. Uh, it's the movie from A24 starring Paul Mescal uh, as a young father. It's gotten a lot of love, and after. Uh, What's been months of us trying to find it on streaming services and looking up the release date only to be further confused. It's finally found our way into into our home, and so we're looking forward to that. So if you'd like to watch that movie in advance of next week's episode, it is streaming on Prime. It is just available for rent right now. It's a few bucks, but if you'd like to join in our conversation before that episode is even released, go ahead and check it out on Prime. So thank you very much for listening. This has been the Last of the Moon podcast. We would last of the moon for you. We hope you would do the same for us. We love you very much. Good night. Love I you. love you. Go see women talking.